This is the dining out voice of your local announcer, Tom Fitzmorris. <laughs> Doesn't that sound great? <laughs> Let me say it again. This is the, wait a minute, how's that go? This is the, uh, uh, this is the, oh yeah, the dining out voice of your local announcer, Tom Fitzmorris. And it's time now for the food show. And uh, we're, we're very light uh, on this, and we, we'd just love to take it very easy and talk about it in a, in a way that makes you think about what's the next good thing that's going to happen to you as your life rolls along. Uh, there are so many ways to pleasure your, pleasure, excuse me, to please yourself uh, here in New Orleans. America's best eating city. Now, that wasn't just me saying that, although I have said that for a long time. Uh, but, you know, a couple of major magazines have recently come in and said the same thing. New Orleans, most delicious city in America. Anyway, it's great to know that and uh, also to take advantage of it by dining out or dining in. You know, there's nothing that says that all of those great recipes that the chefs use can't be used by you. I mean, heck, you can buy cookbooks that have darn near about any one of them on there. Uh, by the way, I, I've said that before, and uh, this is for general consumption instead of just that by one person who happened to be listening and asking about this. If there's a, a, a recipe from a, a restaurant that you really like and you've assumed through uh, most of your years that such things are secret, that uh, if you go to a successful restaurant and you say, hey, I want that, a recipe for that dish that you've been so good with. And uh, the, the inclination is to think that, you know, they'd be nuts to do that. But in fact, they're not nuts to do it because it winds up making for more business, not less. And secondly, uh, they're happy to do it anyway. And uh, all you need to do is ask most of the time. Some of them will hold something or other back for you. Like Antoine's has never given out the recipe of its oysters Rockefeller. However, if you want a recipe for oysters Rockefeller, if I may say so, I have one on my own website, nomenu.com. And what you will find there is, and I'm not bragging on myself because at the time I did this, I, was, uh, I had never really done any serious cooking at all. Uh, I just ate out all the time. That's what I really love is, is restaurants. But I like cooking, too. Anyway, uh, I decided after uh, a chef came up and told me, uh, you know, you don't know anything about food. And, you know, what are your credentials? You've never worked in a restaurant or anything. And I, and I said, well, you know, you're right. He says, I bet you can't even cook anything. And then I realized I, that is true, and it doesn't sound like it should be. So I got to work on duplicating the flavor of Oysters Rockefeller at Antoine's. It was a secret, and I, uh, I, it's a dish that I really like. It's one of my favorite dishes of any kind. And uh, I had some ideas about what it might be made from. And uh, I, I will admit that a couple of chefs along the way have had given me a couple of tips. But I tried to make it to taste just like the way they do it at Antoine's. And I did this 50 times. I know because I kept track of it. And it was the 50th one I said to myself, you know, if this doesn't satisfy me, to heck with it, this is the one I'm going to go with. Well, that batch, which had something in it that I would never have guessed was part of it. Are you ready for this? Anchovies. Yeah. 
So I put that in there, and that was it. I mean, that was the magical ingredient. It tasted great, just like Antoine's. So now I have this recipe on my website, and uh, a couple of a couple of uh, proprietors, as they call their top dog over at Antoine's, uh, he asked me if he could distribute copies of my recipe for uh, for oysters Rockefeller to people who come in and want it, but he feels like he can't give the real one away because it's not the you know it's not really official, and they wanted to keep it a secret, and and I said well wh- why mine and he says. You've, you've hit it almost exactly. Uh, well, I, I, I couldn't believe it myself. So uh, that's a pretty good recipe, if I say so myself. But it was is based on Antoine, so that's, you know, I can't really take credit for it. Anyway, uh, we talk about that. We talk about dining uh, in restaurants and such. Last night, my little sister and I went uh, over to Avo, A-V-O, it's on Magazine Street. It's a little hard to see as you're driving by, but then again, everything on Magazine Street is that way. And uh, I was just uh, trying to think of some restaurants I haven't been to in a long time or that I've never been to. My wife's been leaning on me to get me to do that, and I think it's a, it's a, a, a great thing to have somebody to tell you which direction to go because especially after you've been doing this as long as I have, you would expect to know that you know it all already. Well, I don't know it all. I hardly know any of it because there's so much of it out there to be known. But my, uh, uh, I, I went to Avo, which I haven't been to in quite a while, over there on Magazine Street. The name is a reference to either uh, an old uncle or your grandfather. It, de- it depends on who's inflecting the uh, word or not. It's an Italian word, although it, I guess you could say it was a Latin word, too. We sure do learn a lot about language in here, don't we? Anyhow, uh, we, uh, we went over there, and it was very different from what I remembered. Uh, the menus were, and I didn't really recognize anything. Of course, you know, it's hard to remember everything on every menu. Uh, it's still a nice-looking place. It is one of the few dining rooms around town where even... When there are a, 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 a fair number of people in the restaurant, it's still not so noisy that you can't be heard. You know, we, we, this is a big problem with restaurants these days. Uh, although some people would not perceive it as a problem, they think of it as cool to have all this just incredibly high noise level in restaurants. Someone wrote me about that a few days ago and wanted to know what it was that caused that. And can't the restaurants find it and figure out how to do it and then, uh, you know, lower this very loud sound level? And I wrote back to him and I said something that I believe to be the truth, and that is restaurants want it to be that way because if the sound level is really loud, it's hard for you and your friends to sit there at the table after you've finished eating and uh, just shoot the breeze Restaurants want you out of there. They want you to come in, have a cocktail, order, eat, maybe have dessert. You ever notice that restaurants don't have the same kind of zeal in selling uh, uh, desserts as they would at other parts of the menu? That's because, first of all, there's not a whole lot of profit in it. The prices of most desserts are pretty low to start with. 
but also because if you're eating dessert, you're still sitting at your table, and they truly want you out of there. And now, you know, they never would admit to that, and they would never say, uh, you know, that's a good thing to do. But but it's a a very important profitability aspect that they're concerned about, not so much about— what you want out of a restaurant. I want a little more quiet, please, than what you usually get. Anyway, all of that is the long way around to tell you that the restaurant I went to, this Avo place last night on Magazine Street, they don't have, uh, they don't really have very much noise at all. Now, last night, it wasn't very busy either. They have an outdoor courtyard that is very nice if the weather is nice. I'd, I'd say it's a little too cold for my tastes to be eating outdoors. My wife loves it. But uh, so everybody's different. And uh, here we are and uh, making all of these uh, all of these dishes and and uh, eating them and having conversations. And it really doesn't get too noisy there. So it can be done. It can be done. But some of them, they're so conservative in other ways you would expect. Well, they'd be on top of that and they'd want to, you know, do it the old fashioned way, which is to kind of keep things quiet so everybody can. Uh, have conversations with one another. But uh, a great example of how that is not true is to go over to Galatoire's, and we don't even have to go on Friday, which is the worst day for this, uh, but just really about any time in the day where they have a main meal going on, you know, not at 5.30 in the afternoon before anything gets going, but the rest of the time. It is as loud as all get out in there, and they don't, uh, they don't care about that because that's part of the scene, and that's why they're packed all the time. Anything that fills a restaurant all the time is probably a pretty good thing, and so you, you, they will, will never call it a, a bad thing, even though it might make your ears ring. It's the Food Show. This is Tom Fitzmorris. It's great to be here with you talking about food in any imaginable configuration or uh, way or variety or any of that. And joining us over here on the yellow phone is A-W-G. A-W-G. Hello. He is not in service at this time. Uh, no, there he is. No, <laughs> Hello there. Welcome. Hey, how are you? I'm the same old guy, you know. Yeah, that's yeah. great. Well, uh-huh. we're glad that you are. Hi- oh, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Thank you for bringing it up. We're, uh, we're already solidly along the way. What day are the We're in day number nine? Of the new year? Yeah. And somebody has called in and said Happy New Year every day since then. And so I guess it's still okay to say Happy New Year. Yes, it is. Hey, uh, Avo, man, that's a great restaurant. I really enjoy it. I've been there a couple of times, and they've got it going. I really enjoy it. Um, it's always been that way for me, too, until uh, last night, and it wasn't quite as good last night. I, I think it just was because it was Tuesday night in uh, early January, which is not a particularly good time for dining out. But uh, I ordered a couple of offbeat things, and I think they ought to leave them off the beat. Uh, but the, the rest of the food I've had there over the years, I've found them to be very good and very consistent. So it's just a freak event. Yeah. yeah. Hey, do you have any suggestions as to where I can buy shrimp on the uh, South Shore? Yeah. Uh, the the Mattery? <clears throat> Mattery? Yeah, uh, Schaefer and Rusich. They are on, okay. on, on Lake Avenue right at, uh, right at uh, what do they call that, the Hammond Highway. 
you know, in Bucktown. Okay. It's in Bucktown. It's easy to find, and they are uh, they are retailers of of uh, seafood of all kinds. But they have they have shrimp, they have crawfish when it's in season. Crawfish are actually pretty close to being in season now. And uh, and fish and, and all kinds of stuff. I, I would say that's one of the two or three best fish markets around. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you very Schaefer, much. I appreciate it. Schaefer and Rusich. That's their R-U-S-I. Wait a minute. Rusich. R-U-S-I-C-H. Yeah, there we go. All right, great. Thanks for the advice. I appreciate it. Thank you very much for calling. See you. It's The Food Show. I'm Tom Fitzmorris. 260-6368. Call me and tell me where you've been eating lately. And uh, is there a restaurant you've been to uh, lately or for the first time? Maybe uh, it's, it's been for the first time uh, and or you haven't been there in a long time. Uh, is that something you'd like to do? I, not everybody does. Uh, I remember the first time that was put in my ear was uh, in high school. One of the teachers said that he didn't like going to restaurants that were new. He only went to restaurants that had been open for a good while. If I remember rightly, he said it was something like five years. Uh, that might be a little extreme, but uh, what's your take on that? You uh, Do you think some people uh, love going to brand-new restaurants because it's exciting and something fresh and new and all of that, and they they genuinely go out looking for them. I remember when the tide turned on that. I can practically tell you the, the date it happened. It would have been in the early 1980s, around 1982, 83. And all of a sudden, a whole bunch of new restaurants opened up, mostly uptown, but in a lot of other parts of the city, too. And these were an, uh, sort of angled at... Uh, younger diners. Nobody ever made any, you know, uh, any difference between whether you were uh, 20 years old or 50 years old, and so uh, you never noticed this before. Uh, everything used to be fancy and upscale, uh, except for the ethnic restaurants and the neighborhood restaurants. But uh, all of a sudden, that changed. And everybody felt good about going to brand-new restaurants and to the point where they were standing in line, sometimes with 40, 50 people in line. I'm not kidding. It all changed overnight, it seemed like to me at the time. All right, we'll come back with more of the food show in a moment after. First, please, this. Hello, welcome back. It's the food show. This is Tom Fitzmorris. Uh, what's, let's see. Uh, this is restaurant day. And by that, I mean two things. First of all is if you have something else you'd rather talk about, call me about that. We don't care what we're talking about in any given moment, but I feel like I have to bring up something to make it look like I'm actually working. So uh, the, uh, the question is, uh, what's your favorite restaurant or what, what, what are your rules for going into a restaurant? Are, is, are there certain kind of places that you would never go to and there are certain kinds that you just love so much that you could hardly wait for the next one to open? What's your feeling about restaurants? What's always been your favorite restaurant? you got a restaurant out there that you loved for a long time and then it closed and you haven't seen anybody as good since? Tell me about that. I want to know about this, not, not to fill up time, uh, but because that's what people are listening to us. You know, it show, it, we, all the statistics show that we have a lot of people listening to this program. We always have. 
But for some reason, in the last, oh, uh, year or so, nobody calls us anymore. It's been suggested to me that everybody's on email and everybody's on text messaging and all of that, and that's why they don't bother calling in to a radio show. Well, how, how far from the past do we have to go? You know? But uh, anyhow, we would love to hear from you no matter how you get in touch with me. And if you would prefer using uh, email to communicate, uh, my me- email address is tom at nomenu.com. Now, here's the deal. I can't answer your question during the time I'm on the radio or on my way home or anything like that. Uh, So if you need some information or some recommendations or whatever, uh, send me an email. I will read it. I will answer it. But I might not do it for uh, like a day because I get a lot of mail and uh, I can't uh, write uh, answers to emails uh, if I'm, say, doing a radio show, as I'm doing right this second. So anyway, that's the deal. We would love to hear from you, though. Uh, great preference is for calling us on the air because a lot of other people get benefit from it that way. Wouldn't you mind? I mean, really, no big deal. 260-6368. Call me and tell me where you've been enjoying it yourself lately. Uh, you know, another issue, this came up during the past year a number of times, people would call me and ask me, you know, so-and-so closed. And I'd check into it and find out, yes, indeed, they did close. And then the next part of the question is, well, the restaurant seems, scene seems to really be coming down. And uh, there was an article in the newspaper about uh, a week and a half ago that listed, uh, I think it was 40. It was a lot. No, it was about 20 restaurants. About 20 restaurants that had closed during last year, during 2018. And uh, they were taking this as, oh, this, this must be terrible for the restaurants. They must be dying. In fact, the restaurants have been booming. Everybody's full all the time, it seems like. Anyway, the good places, the ones that I go to and the ones that I would recommend to you. But everybody's packed all the time. And during the holidays, you know, I was talking to Chef Andrea the other day, and Chef Andrea, among his other fine characteristics, is that he's always looking on the dark side <laughs> in, some, in some ways, not, not, not to the point of uh, giving anybody a, a downer on it. But, uh, but he, he, he's, uh, sometimes it seems like he's always complaining, but he, even he is not complaining right now. Everything has been really rolling along. He said that on New Year's Eve and Christmas Eve, it, it, the business was fantastic. So when I hear that from him, uh, I think we must, uh, you know, it must be coming together pretty well. So and w- the reason I bring that up is that this proves that you are out there. I know you are out there. Uh, and all I'm just begging you for, it's a little thing. Just call us on the air. You don't have, you don't have to give me a half-hour uh, treatise on the place. Uh, just let's talk about it. That's all. It's like meeting somebody in a, in a supermarket or something or a, in a restaurant. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm wide open to talking to anybody. If you ever see me in a restaurant, come on over and say hello. I, I genuinely enjoy doing that. I'm never disturbed by it. You don't have to worry about it. So please. I'm Tom Fitzmorris. This is The Food Show. And I guess Trader Joe, that's not who this is, is it? It's Joe, and we know that. You're not Trader Joe, though, are you? No, man. No, I didn't. Uh, no, no, no. I didn't think so. so hey, but you, just checking. You got me. 
you got me wanting to go get um, an omelet over at that place. Uh, you know, when I get an omelet, I always ask for it wet, and they never really know what that yeah. means. Uh, is what's the right terminology to use? Wet meaning that I want it light and fluffy. I don't want any yeah. crispy stuff around the edges. What's your thought on that? How do I ask for it? Uh, just uh, tell them you like it. <clears throat> Excuse me, that you like it moist. Or the way I do it for for scrambled eggs, it's kind of the same idea. I tell them I I want them soft scrambled. And when I do omelets, I say I want them to be a little bit damp in the middle. And they'll do it that okay, way. I mean, they're doing them to order. It's just a matter of uh, not letting it sit on the grill grill the same length of time. I'm going over there to get me one. Hey, yeah. uh, tell them tell them I uh, have, tell them I said hello and tell them that uh, that I, you are doing this as an experiment to show off how good the place was. I will do it. All right, All right now. <laughs> Yeah. Have you been to a place called the Elysian Bar in uh, in the Ninth Ward? No, I haven't. Where is it? Uh, as if it hasn't been already said. It is on in that, a on... brand new. It's a brand new hotel. Uh-huh. I think it's Burgundy, if I'm not mistaken. It's an old church, uh-huh. and uh, they renovated. Uh, I don't know if the church is still. I think the church is now like a wedding hall. But yeah. there's a hotel there and a restaurant called the Elysian Bar. And yeah. I'm telling you, man, that you got to go visit that place. They got it going. Uh-huh. It's the same people that own Bacchanals. Oh, well, they've always had a, a hit on their hands. They've always been very in- innovative, those people. It is innovative. It's a beautiful place. You got to go check it out. I think okay. you'll be very pleased with it's it, safe. as well as your other listeners. All right. The Elysian Bar. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's okay. Good. Uh, I'm I'm talked into it. Check out. I think the name of the hotel is the Peter and Paul. Go figure. Uh, I I think I know where you're talking about exactly now, because I I sort of lived in that neighborhood when I was a kid. Uh, So uh, that's good. I I will check into that. That sounds promising. All right. All right. See you later. Yeah, thanks for calling. See ya. Anybody out there has been there? The Elysian Grill or the Elysian, wait, what did they say? Elysian Bar. Yeah. I don't know. We'll have to look that up and see where it is and what it is. That's my job. I don't do bars particularly. You know, you can't do everything. I'm a specialist in restaurants. And we will come back with more specialization in just a moment and more restaurants too, especially if you, if I could possibly... Uh, persuade you to call us for it. You know, just all I want is like two minutes, three minutes of your time, not even that, 30 seconds. Call me, 260-6368. Hello, welcome back. This is The Food Show. This is Tom Fitzmorris. This is the program that desperately needs you to call and talk to us about where you've been eating. Why? Because uh, we're looking for other good places to go ourselves. 260-6368. You can send me an email to tom at nomenu.com. Or you can spend 10 days with me talking about all of this stuff and plenty more because we're doing another one of our Eat Club Cruises uh, this was one that just came together at the last minute because the plans from the, cr- uh, from the, uh, from the f- fleet 
from uh, the Cunard guys who, who run, I think, the most beautiful, wonderful, uh, I'm starting to sound like Chef Andrea all of a sudden, uh, cr- uh, cruise ships out there. And, <clears throat> and indeed, they have three of them. These are all ready to go to cross the Atlantic back and forth, which is pretty tough on a ship. It needs to be a big ship to start with. Anyway, this one's it's just a beautiful ship. We've done it. Uh, we've we've taken that uh, both uh, two of the three ships that they own, and we're going to do the third one in June of this year, and uh, we're going to be going to Alaska. We're starting in Vancouver, British Columbia. That's in Canada, and then we will weave our way up the various uh, spots along the shoreline of Alaska and also the islands up there. Uh, we've done this twice before, but it's been about 10 or 15 years since the last time. I think it might be long, a lot longer than that. We, it, the, the visuals, uh, the scenery is beyond belief. It is one of the most magnificent places in the world, uh, Alaska is. If you've never been there before, this would be a good chance to do it. And uh, we usually travel with about uh, 40 people. And uh, we get together for dinner every night, unless you don't want to. If, you, if you'd rather uh, go do the buffet and get it over with and then go back to your room and watch TV or go to the show. You know, there's always a show going on on cruises. And, uh, and you can do whatever you want. But if you want to join the group on anything, we always, in every port, we find some little place to go eat. And in uh, Vancouver... Uh, that is one of the great restaurant cities of, of the world, really, uh, especially if you're interested in Asian cuisine. There are dozens, if probably hundreds, as a matter of fact, definitely hundreds of restaurants in Vancouver uh, that will keep you busy for a while. So we're going to disembark and embark there, and that will give us time to go uh, check out some of those restaurants. I can guarantee you they are much better than what passes for it. Chinese food here, or Thai food, or Vietnamese food even. So uh, we're doing this. Uh, we leave on June the 10th. It's a 10-night cruise. And if you want to know any more about it, uh, go to nomenu.com slash Alaska. That's a N-O-M-E-N-U dot com slash Alaska. And all the information will come down, and uh, there'll be also a, a, a our travel agent to her phone number so you can get in touch if you uh, want to get brochures or something like that. So anyway, we have a great time at these cruises. We've done, I think this one will be number 29. We've done 29 cruises, uh, all with listeners. A lot of the people know one another from uh, previous dinners and Eat Club uh, cruises, and we just have a ball. It's, It's just terrific. I hope you can join us. And we just talk about restaurants endlessly. It's, it, there's no end to it. Well, that's what endless, endlessly means, Tom. Thank you. Well, uh, I'm holding in my hand the Mr. Boston Official Bartender's Guide. This is a red, a small red book, kind of middle size, actually, about the size of a paperback, but with a hard cover. You hear that? And they have, they say, 1,500 it says here somewhere how many. Anyway, they have 1,500 uh, cocktail recipes in here. If you uh, go into a restaurant that has a good bar that wants to be able to put out interesting cocktails, you will almost certainly see a copy of this book behind the bar. And they always have it to look 
into in case the drink that you want to have made for you is one that is uh, not in their knowledge bank. But it almost certainly is going to be in this book. So from this, I've uh, chosen a few drinks for today. I just uh, opened up the thing that fell open to uh, in 187, page 187, if you follow me in your hymnals. Okay. Anyhow, you don't need that. The, uh, <clears throat> the cocktail of the day is the Magnolia Maiden. You know, kind of a southern sort of theme here. Let's see what's in it. One and a quarter ounces of whiskey, bourbon whiskey. That would be a shot of whiskey. One and a quarter ounces of Mandarin Napoleon. Hmm. Now, there's something we don't see very much anymore. Mandarin Napoleon. This is a variation on, uh, of all things, brandy. As a matter of fact, I think it is officially a brandy. So anyway, now so already we have basically three, three uh, shots of of uh, liquor in here at pretty high alcohol rates. So this is not going to be one you want to drink yourself, uh, or and, and then have a second one. Uh, after that, a little uh, splash of superfine sugar or simple syrup. Simple syrup is just. A little tiny bit of water, like a tablespoon of water with about a half a cup of sugar. Believe it or not, you can dissolve uh, that little bit of, you can dissolve that, that half cup of sugar in a little tiny bit of, of water. That's what they're asking you to do here. And then uh, what else? Uh, yeah, one splash of club soda. So what you do is you put everything together, you shake it up, uh, uh, yeah, everything, and with some ice in an old-fashioned glass. And then you uh, top it with some club soda, just a little splash over the top to give it a bubbly. And then you have a cocktail called the Magnolia Maiden. Let's see what else they have on this page since we're here. Well, here's one with a—we have an Irish quality to it. Loch Lomond, one ounce of whiskey, scotch whiskey. Why not—why not— why not uh, Irish whiskey. I don't know. One half an ounce of peach schnapps, which is a sweet uh, blending agent, uh, obviously with a German name to it. Uh, also, uh, one ounce of blue curacao. Curacao is, curacao is uh, once again, an element that you would use to build a cocktail out of, but I don't think you would drink it all, all on its own. I guess some people do. The main reason you use this is to give a blue color to whatever it is you're making. And that's about it. It has kind of an orange flavor to it. Then you have three ounces of grapefruit juice and a half an ounce of lemon juice. And you shake all of these ingredients with ice and you strain it into an ice-filled uh, parfait glass or a, or a hurricane uh, glass if you have one of those. And you garnish it with a slice of star fruit. Boy, there's something exotic that they put on you. A star fruit, it's a tropical fruit, and when you slice it across, it looks like it's a star. Anyway, there's our, our two cocktails for today. If there's a cocktail you've always wanted to know how to make, call me and I will look it up in the book and tell you. You, you surely didn't think I would know it by heart, did you? Meanwhile, meanwhile, you're probably <clears throat> asking yourself, what national day is it today? I was wondering, you know, what is the national day of today? 
Well, we have a few. Uh, oh. Yeah, they sort of ganged up on us here. It's National Law Enforcement Appreciation Day. Ah, yes, indeed. I but, just sent them my check a couple of days ago. Well, that's, that's appreciation. <clears throat> I really obviously. did. I mean, it's funny. It came in the mail just like two days ago, so they must have been getting ready for this. It's also National Static Electricity Day. Oh, you know, there was something on the web, uh, yes, well, this morning I saw it, and it was telling you about the dangers of static electricity uh, firing off the gasoline in your car if you, uh, if you unscrew the, uh, the feeder and you are filling your your uh, your car with uh, gas, and if you just got out of your car, sometimes there'll be so much static electricity on your clothes that it'll actually put out a little spark, and then boom. Well, that'd be exciting. Yeah, wouldn't it be? Yes. It's National <laughs> Apricot Day today. No kidding. Who eats apricots? Uh, people who do eat apricots is uh, yeah. what I'm told anyway. Mm-hmm. And one more that yeah. uh, I saw in your newsletter today. It's yeah. National Nutmeg Day. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you know, uh, the the state of... Nutmeg? No, no. The state of... Um, uh, it's a state. It's a United, uh, you know, state. One of those states. Uh, it's, huh? uh, I think it's New Hampshire. Okay. And they are uh, the nutmeg state. That's wonderful. Well, the funny thing about that is that the reason it's called that is that it commemorates a swindle. Uh, there was this guy who uh, was bringing in what he said were spices from all over the world, and he sold. One of the things he had all the time was nutmeg. But what he was actually doing was getting pieces of wood and carving it down to the shape and size of a nutmeg, which is about the size of a very small pecan. And and he would say, well, here they are. And people would try it. And I said, oh, it's so subtle. You can almost not taste it at all. <laughs> well, you couldn't taste it at all because there wasn't anything in it but wood. It Isn't like that? A, it sounds like and a then, good business to And me. then they name the state after it. I mean, that's the most amazing part of this of, of all. Nutmeg state. The huh? nutmeg I state. I didn't know that. Look that up. A nut, the nutmeg state. Do I have to? Yeah, please do, because we've got, we've got another nine minutes to kill before the news comes on. <laughs> hey, I'm nutmeg honest. State. I'm you honest. Know, I've, okay. I'm just, I call it like it really is. This is, this is not uh, the big league. Well, it is comparatively speaking, I guess. And then, then again, even the Saints can go to the Superdome or Super Bowl. Really? Well, yeah, sure they are, aren't they? Uh, yeah, All right. I, you know, <clears throat> actually, New Hampshire is not the nutmeg state. It's, no, it's, it's, it's Connecticut. It's Connecticut. It's around there somewhere. Yeah, right? it's okay. Connecticut. All right, I uh-huh. apologize to the Saint, uh, to the, uh, to the people in New Hampshire. But that's okay. Uh, but, you know, they, they also have the Nutmeg State Credit Union uh, listed here, too. So oh. we could go there. But we, we're not going to go there because it would be boring. Yeah, you'd be nuts. Get it? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, brother. Okay. Well, it's been a wonderful show so far. Thomas Halliburton was the guy who did that, I think. Was really? The, yeah. No, oh, ac- no. It, it was the same. Doing some Samuel Slick of Slickville. Samuel Slick, Slick of, of Slickville. Slickville. Why would you even talk to a guy with a name like that? Well, you know, it was before <clears throat> used cars. I think he sold old horses. What was his name? Samuel Slick of Slickville. Okay. Well, wait a minute. What happened to uh, 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 with the, the other guy? 
Yeah, I, the Halla, Halliburton. Thomas Halliburton. Yeah. Uh, well, he was he was a character created yeah. by Thomas Halliburton. Oh. <coughs> what was he supposed to be? I have no idea. Uh, he was, you know, all of a sudden there. He was a creation. Well, he was created. He was, you know, something like that. And he, he, then there was Slick. Slick? Yeah, of Slickville. Oh. Sam. And, and, we call and, him Sam. And the point of this is? The fictional Captain John oh, Allspice. Uh, I see. Uh, you know, it, it's got all kinds of things in no. there well, have, all having s- to do with. Allspice doesn't have, well, probably does have. Is there an Allspice state? I didn't know that. No, I don't think. If if there was, it would be Jamaica. Well, that's that's the world uh, source of. uh, Allspice. Yeah, Allspice. It's actually. That's that's a a weird name because it's only one thing. It's only one thing. It's not a whole bunch of things mixed together. It's a a tree, a kind of a short tree, and uh, its name in in uh, Jamaica is not that, but they call it um, pimento, which makes it even more confusing because there's another thing called pimento. But anyway, I was uh, intrigued by this because we already have uh, the uh, the uh, tonight's special fish dish in uh, Halifax is halibut. And if you don't brush your teeth often enough, you will have halitosis. And now you are about to give me Halliburton. Halliburton? So we're getting more of these, you know, this, there's like a whole little culture building there's, around there's this. All those Hal people. Those Hal people. I look out for them. You never know. I'm sure glad we were able to work all that out. Well, you know, we, we had to do something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we had to do something. It's the food show. I'm Tom Fitzmorris. Uh, we got to, uh, well, never mind. Two six zero six three six eight. Two six zero six three six eight. Let's see, what do I have for you in the newsletter today? No, uh, today I w- it was catch-up day. I do uh, the first item in uh, the newsletter every day is something I call the dining diary, and it tells you uh, not that you really needed to hear this, but the, the way my day went, especially as regards what restaurants I went to and whether I thought they were any good or not. And uh, so to the one I did today. Uh, was a restaurant that uh, has been open just a few months now. It's called uh, the uh, High... Uh, why can't I think of this? Uh, the uh, Let's see, you have the, uh, the, the Halliburton... No, <laughs> this is all getting very confusing. Uh, but anyway, uh, in the... Uh, uh, in the uh, Bywater section, there's a new restaurant called the Bywater American Bistro. It's a place that used to be a, Mar- a Marinza? A Mar- Mar- it's something like that. And they closed down uh, last year. It was a, a very good restaurant. I don't know why they closed. Uh, might have been a lot of hard work. That's usually the reason. But uh, anyhow, uh, we went over there, uh, my, myself and my daughter, we tried it out. Uh, last week, and I thought it was really quite good. And we checked it again, and uh, I've decided that's a that's a that's a winner. It's going to be one of the really good ones of the coming year. A lot of, a lot of it looks like we're already rolling pretty well. A lot of uh, very good restaurants opening up around town. We keep you up to date on those. And uh, if you don't mind, if you see a restaurant and you're wondering about it, or you've been there already, 
and hardly anybody else you know has been there. You, know, you've, you, you tell them about it, and they say, what? Then you would be helping everybody by calling us up and telling us what you thought of the place. Or if you have anything else you want to bring up about food at all, at any time, no matter what, we would be very happy to put you on the air. We will not uh, hold you on hold for a long time or anything like that. This, we're, we are here to disseminate information and to make everybody smile with pleasure. All the different ways you can do that here in New Orleans, America's best eating city. Wasn't me who said that, although I have said that. It is a couple of major magazines lately who have done that. It said that we are the best, most interesting food area in America. And I'm, I, I accept that. That's that's good. Two six zero six three six eight. This is getting worse and worse every day. You know, two six zero six three six eight. We'd love to hear from you about uh, what's cooking over at your house. You got anything going on? What restaurants are you going to lately? Just tell me what they are. I mean, just there's there's a whole bunch of them out there. Even if it's one that you're not all that proud of having gone to, you know, like some chain or something. If you've been to a good restaurant, uh, why keep it to yourself? Let's let everybody else know about it. That'll, that way, you know, you wouldn't believe how many restaurants I have seen go down because nobody ever talked about them. They were really good, but nobody ever talked about them, and so they closed. Now, if you want that to happen with your favorite restaurant, don't talk about it. Don't call me. But if you do want to save them and keep them going and keep them vital for the foreseeable future— would you mind, you know, for, uh, as a favor to them and a favor for me and also a, flavor to your, a favor to yourself? Because if you go to a restaurant and you, uh, and you write something about it and you put it in our newsletter or you call up and talk about it here on the radio and the next time you go in there you say, oh, by the way, did you hear a guy talking about you on the radio? And he'll say, yeah, I did. That was very nice. And then you can say, well, that was me. And then they'll say, really? Let's move you over to the better table. I'm not kidding. Try it. Two six zero six three six eight. So and and you, then you wouldn't have to listen to this. What I'm telling you now, which is, why doesn't why don't we get, uh, get as many calls as we used to? I don't know. It's the same show. We'll figure it out one of these days. Every time I think I've got a a way to keep that from happening and something else comes up and nothing happens. 2606368 2606368 What else do we want to bring up? Oh, you know what? Uh, Galatoires, of all places. Uh, I, I didn't catch the date on it. It was an email sent to me today and I, I made a note to myself to uh, write something about it in the newsletter and to talk about it here, but it's not for a couple of weeks. They are going to do, an, uh, and I think on a Sunday yet, they're going to do a fried chicken, all-you-can-eat fried chicken Sunday brunch. How do you like that? At Galatoire's. Not the Galatoire's that you grew up with, I wouldn't uh, imagine. But they're in a weird way, they're kind of famous for their fried chicken. Well, we'll talk about that maybe later. But we'll take a break for the news now here on 105.3 FM HD2. Stay tuned.